Hey, Asterius, I had an idea for a Seinfeld episode. Okay. Seinfeld, modern day, you know how sometimes George could get an iPad? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so our shower in our apartment didn't work for a day because it had coffee grounds in it or something. It had cof- I dumped coffee grounds in the sink. They somehow ended up in the shower head. They clogged the whole thing. Yeah, so I had to, I had to go to the gym and, gym and shower there. I'd be like, sir, you can't shower here. You didn't work out. I'm a member. <laughs> Sorry, the shower doesn't come with the membership. It comes with the workout. How do you know? What? I, sir, we don't have time to be washing everyone's sweat from outside. How do you care where I got the sweat? Sir, we offer the showers for members who sweat when they work out here. You don't sweat. You can't get the shower. I better see some jumping jacks, sir. All right. And he walks around. There. He comes back. She's like, I don't think you're sweating. I'm sweating. <laughs> Kramer comes, he's like, yeah, gym showers. Uh, I put my head right next to the... <laughs> I put my head right next to the nozzle. It gives me a little steam. It's like a beauty treatment chair. <laughs> he's like opening up. He's like hydroplating his face yeah. with the goddamn... I, lo- I love the idea because George is always obsessed with the bathroom. I love the idea that George buys a gym membership but only for the shower. Yeah. And he's like, I'm paying for the membership, but I should be able to use the shower. I'm paying for the shower. No, you're paying for the gym. The shower comes with the gym. No gym, no shower. You don't use the gym. You don't use the shower. (laughs) How do you know I didn't use the gym? Sir, I can tell you didn't use the gym. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so then George is doing jumping jacks, and I think the lady's like, you gotta do the jumping jacks in good faith. Those are bad faith jumping jacks. Bad faith jumping jacks? You're not even using the equipment. That's <laughs> what you paid for. And then he goes and like gets a hernia and dies or something. Instead of a shower dodger, you'd be like, you're a gym dodger. The opposite of a shower dodger. He's a gym dodger. <laughs> and then he comes in and tries to sneak around to get to the shower and somebody points, he's gym dodging. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's like George comes in like a old fashioned headband ankle weights like a tank top you know how like fat guys wear like a tank top and then a second larger tank top or they'll wear like a tank top over a t-shirt guys walking outside big fat guy walking outside george stops and like sir i i, I need to pay you to switch switch shirts with me <laughs> what i need your shirt what do you need my shirt for it's all sweaty you want my sweaty shirt get out of here you pervert <laughs> And he's trying to get to try to put it on and then sneak past the lady like, oh, look, I worked out. I could get my shower. Speaking of shower dodging, a puddle vapor. Puddle vapor. Do you know why I might be calling one of us a puddle vapor? Asterios Kokonos is calling me a puddle vapor and I'll tell you the tale. <laughs> we were riding in an Uber. We was we were ride, riding in an Uber. We was uh, coming back home from uh, a night out. We was as I say, says I uh, watch out getting out of the Uber. There's a big, big puddle on the ground. So I go out and I, I put my foot, I put my foot on the concrete, and I look down and I make sure, sure I make sure. As I says, says I to myself now. Sometimes you slip on this hair carb, so you better now watch, watch your little foot. So I wash my foot and make sure my foot's stable. But I, while I'm doing that, I push off the car as one does to get muscles engaged and get out of the car. And when I do that, uh, I don't have my hand on my pocket to secure the items in my pocket, and uh, my pocket. It disclosed, dislodged itself, and in there was my vape, and my vape fell into the puddle. Fully submerged, this banana vape pen 
fully underwater, like finding Nemo, like swimming in the water. Yeah, three second rule, I think. Three second, it was down there for a while. It was like, it was submerged for a good 10 to 12 seconds because you were high as hell getting out of the Uber and then I found it in there and, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, you're vape. And you're like, oh no, don't worry about it. And you pick it up and you're so high, you try to put it in like your nice fancy faux fur coat. And yet, no, you were like, oh, and first of all, I wiped it on my pants before doing that. <laughs> to be fair, it was a really good vape. Okay. I, I'm sure it was really good vape. Like it was from, what was it, from Puffin Brew? It was. It was from Puffin Brew. <laughs> the Loudest Podcast is brought to you by Puffin Brew. The Loudest Podcast is brought to you by Puffin Brew. Two guys that are selling weed under the counter but can't open their beer cave because they're afraid the city will find them. <laughs> Good luck to you, Puffin Brew Brothers. I I hope this beer cave opens up soon. But until then, Rancho will be stopping by to buy more banana vapes because hers fell in a puddle. Now, after you puddle vape, did it taste like dirt water? Did like a bug get in your mouth? Like, what were the disadvantages to puddle vaping? Honestly, I think the puddle vape added another subtle flavor. Another layer of complexity to the flavor of uh, ash and metal and cancer that I was inhaling in my uh, jewel pod. Oh, right. I forgot. It's metal in your lungs. Oh, you have like an earthy, like a vibrant earthy tone. Right, like pencil shavings. That's a note in wine, right? Pencil shavings. I'm sure it is. Okay. Can I just buy you a new vape? Yes. Okay. You want to? I'll tell you what. It's 10.30 right now. Why don't we just end the show? I'll just, we can go. You want to go to that there right now? Yeah, let's get in the car. All right, cool. All right. We'll be now play the loudest podcast song. And we've recorded the rest of the show second, so it's perfect. This is the, we're going to end, but then you'll hear it. It'll sound like the past. Okay, bye. Bye. Welcome to... The loudest podcast, new segment, Who's Got Riz? Oh, Jesus. I'm your host, Asterios Kogodos. With us, as always, is Sarantia. Hello. I'm not sure if you could tell, but in the week that's gone by, I have figured out what Riz is. And today, we're going to talk about which celebrities have Riz and which celebrities don't have Riz. Oh, that's awesome. That's We have to define this for everybody first because if they're like me, they, you didn't have the whole picture. But now I totally understand it. Uh, listener explained it to me and I'm going to share that with you. Okay, excellent. You were actually right in your original idea of what Riz meant in it's that it's ability, basically your ability to flirt or how good your game is or whatever. If someone posts a video of them charming someone or like successfully flirts with a girl, then people will say W Riz, W standing for winning, if that wasn't obvious. Basically a modern version of something like he's spitting fire. You know, I have two of those as well. Uh, Amelia said Riz is like fuckability. And then someone else said, uh, I forget who, but I think they said on YouTube that it's like short for charisma. Oh, really? Oh, all the pieces are starting to come together because uh, the person I talked to also said that like, you know, you can add isito onto certain Spanish words to mean like little, like a cute little thing. Mm-hmm. You could basically do that with riz is you could combi- combine it with other words like you could ha- sexually harizz someone. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? That's great. I see kids calling themselves the Rizzler of Oz. 
So when you W Riz, it means you won the Riz, but then you could also put basically whatever you want in front of it too. Like if you're able to fuck a girl without talking to her, that's a silent Riz, I guess, or unspoken Riz, according to something I saw on TikTok a couple days ago. So let's start off. Who's got Riz? Who doesn't have Riz in 2023? Do you think Pete Davidson has Riz? He has sexual harassment. <laughs> charges i'm sure somewhere i'm telling you once we just scratch that dude no no riz okay no riz even though he's pulled down like unimpeachably some of the hottest women in hollywood in my opinion no riz okay in your opinion no riz joe biden riz or no riz no but riz in this one video i saw an edited video of an old guy with a gigantic delaware tattoo on his back putting on a jacket and then he turns around and they edited joe biden's face onto it that guy had riz joe biden doesn't have riz because uh he jerks off to the amtrak what about that gif of joe biden pulling up in like a classic car with his aviator sunglasses on any riz in that uh, half a Riz. I give him five out of ten Rizzes. Any Riz in Joe Biden's appearance in that one episode of, what's that show that takes place in par- Parks and Recreation? No, that's anti-Riz, actually. That oh. makes my, that makes my vagina make the window shut down noise. Penguins. Riz or no Riz? Uh, they're the biggest birds, so <laughs> complete Riz. I think they've got Riz, too, because they have those little tuxedos. Yeah, exactly. I, they look super nice. They're ready to go at all times. Yeah, I also, when they fall down, it's cute in a way that I think gives them Riz. I agree. And when they, like, look, there's nothing a penguin can do that you will not say there's some Riz there. If a penguin, like escapes like flawlessly slides down a glacier and escapes from a hungry seal plenty of riz penguin petting a little baby penguinlet plenty of riz but a penguin like skipping falling down and the, the fish flies out of his mouth riz yeah okay let's think of what are some things that give you riz like some things you can do to give you riz okay bit. don't say confidence riz okay or anti-riz i think telling uh, I think when a guy tells another guy to shut the fuck up, that's kind of rizzy. Really? Yeah, uh-huh. I like male-on-male crime. <laughs> you like seeing fights and conflict and drama? Yeah, uh-huh. I think if someone has cocaine on them, they have riz. I'm still scared of them. I don't want to do it. I don't like it. But it's like, that's pretty cool. That guy's got some coke on him, and he's offering it to the party. If someone unironically has their sunglasses on inside of a restaurant, I think that's Riz as fuck, because that person has, like, no social awareness. <laughs> Completely none. <laughs> Which would, is a level all, we can only aspire to. You would think that would make them not have Riz. You would think so, but no, it actually gives them, it's the Andrew Tate effect. Wow, Okay. All right, how about this? Let's say someone orders sushi rolls that are just covered in slop. You know, like those sushi rolls that are like covered in like okonomiyaki sauce and soy sauce and this sauce and that. And there's bento flakes and like and scoops and scoops of crab on them. Riz or no riz? Uh, wet riz. If you can navigate chopsticks very well or anti-riz if you can't. <laughs> I think you've got Riz, yeah, exactly up until the moment, like, it falls on you like a snow cone. Then, 
at all your riz is out the window. Oh, you know what can give you riz, guys, is wrapping all your girlfriends. You got a girlfriend or a significant other, go to the store, get a wrapping paper with a nice color on it and wrap all of her little gifts together and then tape them on top of one another and put a big bow on top of the whole thing. There's so much riz in that formation of gifts. Yeah, huh? Girls, girls like unwrapping stuff. Is what I've learned in our eight-year relationship. Because you know how originally, like, I would give you something, it would just be in the bag, and I'd be like, close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'd be like, look, I got the thing. Isn't that enough? No. They need to unwrap the thing. It's the fun. It's The presentation is half of it. It's like the same reason why you go to the mall. They don't just throw all the clothes in boxes and say, here, go dig. Like at the thrift store. No, they like hang it up and they shine lights on it. It's like it's more desirable when it's presented in a way that was clearly curated with you in mind. I don't know what people want. Okay, how about this? Kindly old man holding the door for you at a diner. Riz or no riz? Like, do I want to fuck that guy? I mean, riz or no, it's, it couldn't be simpler. Riz or no riz? Yeah, riz. I think that guy's got put something about suave, confident old men in the biggest sunglasses you've ever seen. Yeah. Riz. Although, I'm going to say this. Old-fashioned, kind of like wooden cane, like with the classic loop, like the candy cane style cane, Riz. Hurricane, I'm sorry, absolutely no Riz. I know it's a better cane. I know it's more stable. If you want Riz, you're going to have to have the risk of like breaking a hip. Yeah, that's okay. Riz comes with risks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. All right. Third grade teacher in an inner city school. Riz or no Riz? Absolutely no Riz. What? Don't they're, care. They're, 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 they're trying to shape the minds of tomorrow. He's trying to reach those kids. Well, yeah. he needs to reach for some more Riz because teachers have no Riz. I don't care where you teach. Really? Yeah. What about this? Fancy prep school, Catholic school, bad boy, 23-year-old hunky teacher. Riz or no Riz? No Riz because that, dude, that dude's, you can't tell me that guy's not a pedophile. Well, of course, I didn't say he wasn't a pedophile. I just think he has some Riz. Well, pedophile, completely Rizless. All of Discord, completely Rizless. I hear you have Discord. No, it's over. You have <laughs> it's over dis- for you and your Riz. Discord account, no Riz. Your Twitter Riz account, has been Rizvoked. <laughs> no Riz. Reddit, more like Rizless. There's absolutely no Riz. If you bought a blue check mark, just give it up, I uh-huh. think. I, I, honest to God, I want to talk to somebody who had bought a blue check mark, and I want to just ask if you are embarrassed. <laughs> I, I, like, I want to be totally real, no judgment, okay? Though that sounded really judgmental, okay? Um, I want to talk to somebody. I want somebody who bought Twitter Blue to call in and tell me now, uh, from the outside looking in, the reason why I'm not buying Twitter Blue is because I don't see any benefit beyond the blue check mark. And when I see an account with a blue check mark that I don't recognize, the first thing I do is click on it and click on the blue check mark to see if uh, it's someone who I can safely ignore. And then I proceed to ignore them immediately. Like, <laughs> do you think that most people just don't take those steps? Or what's going on in that little noggin of yours? Call in and let me know. Yeah, I don't understand. Please uh, call 848-863-5343. All right. Final question before we get to voicemails. Newly elected House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Riz or no Riz? Mm. I'm going to say no Riz. Really? Yeah, no, because he's a pussy. He had to give up a lot. He got it, though. 
He got the gavel. It may have been like shoved so far up Matt Gates's asshole that like you can't touch it without burning your hands. But he got the gavel. Yeah, I guess so. But <laughs> did anybody fight Matt Gates? Yes. You know that guy. Have you not seen the pictures of the guy that like bum rushed Matt Gates on the floor of the house? No. When did that happen? It happened. The, it happened the night he won the speakership. I'm gonna send you a picture right now. Oh, okay. Because whoever that is, that man has riz. But no, not McCarthy. Uh, the guy's name is Mike Rogers. He's a Republican congressperson. Um, after the 14th vote, the one where like Matt Gates voted present, just like as a big fuck you. Yeah. Mike Rogers like lunges at Matt Gates and has to be restrained by other members of the House GOP. Uh, I just sent you the photos. Take a look. Oh, damn. This. Okay. First of all, who's restraining him? Whoever's restraining him got fucking yaoi hands. God damn. Why is his hand so... Did you see that? His yes. hand is like the size of his skull. It's like a... See, this guy's got like catcher's mitt hands. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Second of all, uh, the guy going at Matt Gates could not take Matt Gates in any universe. Motherfucker looks like Chuck from Better Call Saul. He looks like an extra from the set of Cheers. Like he's like a... He looks like all of if all of Chicago was one man, it would be Mike Rogers. Yeah, I'm looking at this dude and I'm thinking, wow, it would be baller as fuck. Attacking Matt Gates, baller as fuck, Riz as fuck. But this guy, absolutely no Riz to the point where this is actually kind of embarrassing. You know how like <laughs> hot people do something, it's not cringe. But <laughs> yes. Ugly people do it, it's incredibly cringe. Yeah, this is. I I charge this man with batter Riz. <laughs> Uh, assault on a polytrismate. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I don't think we're going to be, <laughs> I don't think we're going to do any better than that. We've been promising for a few weeks we would play voicemail. So let's go to a quick break and let's come back with voicemails. And it's voicemail time. Serious. You know what time it is? Is it voicemail time? Oh, fuck yeah. It's time we haven't had in a while. It's voicemail time. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for all the voicemails you sent in via email and via phone number. We'll give you that phone number one more time. Mysterious, what is it? It is 848-863-5343 or record a little voice note and send it to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't even have a plan. Just stream of consciousness. That's what half you did. I went through about 60 voicemails the other night. Asterios. Jesus. Uh, and there were some good ones. Most of them were crap. I'm sorry. I'm not saying yours was crap if it's not played. I did have to toss some good ones, but I am telling you, if your voicemail's not played, there's an 80%, 65 to 80% chance it's crap. All right, let's get there's to the There's a winners. 100. Why are, you, why are you padding this? There's a 100% chance it's garbage if we haven't played it. Just come out and say it. I don't want to make them feel bad. Well, then why go down this road at all? Well, because while, okay, Wallard says uh, your meaning, your voicemails are all equally meaningful to There, him. see, isn't that enough? We just, we don't have time for all your wonderful voice. We just, oh, if only we had the time. Ugh. Right. Some of them became nesting materials. <laughs> for Wallard? Yeah. All right, excellent. All right, well, his first voicemail is called 2023 Predictions, which is what we asked for. We asked people to send in their 2023 predictions and their New Year's resolutions. Let's play this first voicemail. Hello? Hello, hello? Hello. Yes, I... Uh... I have a prediction for 2023. Okay. Yes. Uh, I predict that this anime causes le cancer. <laughs> Manchalamé le viabu. 
<laughs> well, I don't like that a French person said it, but anime causes cancer. Yeah, I think that's that's not even a stretch. I could totally see that being. That's real. That's real. I heard about Nagatora season two today in the Weeb Slack channel at my job. Well, good job, pedophiles. You did it. You got another one. Uh, if anything was going to cause cancer, it would be Nagatora, right? Oh, yeah. That's going to be so cancerous that they're going to discover it. Like, you know how everybody jokes that things are cancer on the internet, and now it's going to find out it's actually giving you brain cancer? Speaking of anime, Mimi Yori, famed the creator of Among Us Girl, Mimi Yori, uh, she wrote, Can you watch Bachi the Rock, please, Asterios? And then a bunch of her Zoomer friends started saying, yeah, watch Bocce the Rock. Yeah, watch Bocce the Rock. Which tells me some sort of like disgusting, disgusting pedo shit, right? I mean, I imagine if you fucking kids are into it, something gross or so, or some, or some, some kind of dumb shit where it's called cum man or something, but cum man is actually like a deep... Uh, he undergoes a deep character <laughs> development during it. It's like, no, his yeah, he does get his powers from when he comes all over himself, but it's understand it's about the character development, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually about the inherent loneliness to all working single people in Japan. Okay, okay. You know, I never thought I would turn to the French for health advice. I mean, I know they're skinny, but it looks like it's all cancer. You know what I mean? But... I think he's right about anime causing cancer. Nagatoro season two is back. Nagatoro's back for a season two. I thought we'd beaten that thing. Like, I thought Nagatoro was in remission, but apparently it's reemerged. Yeah, fuck. It's a god. Yeah, we've gone from benign to malignant, folks. Oh, my fucking god. Okay, what do you think Nagatoro's gonna do to torture that kid this year? Like, my guess is like she's just gonna bring a gun into school and then be like, ha, it's a water gun. I'm just teasing you. I'm Nagatoro. I think she's gonna cut his balls off. But the, the entire the entire season is just an excruciatingly long torture scene where Nagatoro piece by piece, like you ever play Grand Theft Auto? You know that one scene where you have to like rip the guy's teeth out with what? pliers? It's like the un, unskippable torture scheme scene where you have to like hook a nipple a guy's nipples up to like a car battery and it's very explicit uh, it's gonna be like that but over the span of 12 episodes but then uh on the 12th episode is when he finally succumbs to his wounds and dies but that's when he wakes up and realizes that it was all wet dream <laughs> <laughs> okay first off just be glad that no one in the mainstream media played those Grand Theft Auto games. They just talked about them. If if the mainstream media had found out that you could rip teeth out of a guy's head with pliers, there would be no GTA 6. Oh, no, this was a big thing. Didn't you remember when Yandere Dev, because Yandere Dev had this one hot second where he just bitched and moaned and cried and crapped and peed and pooped in his diaper about how uh, his game was banned on Twitch. And he was, the reason why he was so ass mad, he's like, you can fucking rip people's teeth out in Grand Theft Auto and that game. You can play, but you can't uh, sexually harass teenagers in my game. <laughs> I okay. Fucking two, bullshit. Two things can be bad. Two, we can all agree that two things can be bad. Speaking of bad, would you like to play another voicemail from our listeners? Fuck yeah. This one's called Andy Dick. Oh yay. Hey Sarah, it's Sierra. This is Greg from Washington. Greg. Uh, 
Welcome back. So, uh, when it came to the cocaine argument, I feel like Asterius was going about it the wrong way. Hmm. Instead of talking about who cocaine has killed, Asterius should be talking about, like, what cocaine does for people who are still alive. Hmm. And all you got to do with that is look at Andy Dick. Oh. You do not want to become Andy Dick, Sierra. Coke will make you the most disgusting sex scene in Hollywood. You know, this is a better argument than yours. This is well, way what more well thought out because I didn't think about that because, you know, people who have Coke might not kill you. The health effects, yeah, fuck that. Who gives a fuck? I inhale flavored smoke for a living. Uh, but people on Coke do weird sex stuff and I don't want to be a sex pervert. Like you start doing coke, I feel like that's not you know like the the people say marijuana is a gateway drug. I don't think cocaine is a gateway drug to other drugs. I think it's a gateway drug to weird sex stuff. Because like people I've known that have been really into cocaine have also been into like BDSM and like weirdly vocal about it. Yeah, I kind of hate when people start talking about their fetishes way too much because they're like, well, I'm trying to normalize this, and it's like. Maybe we shouldn't be trying to normalize this. If anything involving someone's genitals is a major part of their personality that they bring it up unprompted in a conversation, I make a mental note of that. That's all I'll say is I have little like like categorized people and I have like little quick notes about people. And if I've met you once or twice and I've heard that about you, that's that's in the list. I remember I went to a party once and there were a bunch of people there and there were all like, we all met on FetLife. And I was like, I never thought I'd hear that word spoken aloud because you're not supposed to say it. Like, you're not supposed, you can't just say we all met at work. We all met at a concert. They're like, no, no, no. This is, we're normalizing this. We're normal. It's like, okay, I'm going to normalize leaving this fucking party. But I want to point out with Andy Dick, like, your favorite actor, Bob Odenkirk, and Andy Dick were both cast members on the Ben Stiller show. Oh, wow. Yeah. And look at and Bob Odenkirk did a bunch of shit that just bombed and then got uh, the, now his star is shining. And then what? Andy Dick had the reverse effect. Yes. Oh, my God. You're right. Because Andy Dick like went straight on to news radio with like a bunch of season on NBC. And Andy Dick was like on He had like his own show on MTV, the Andy Dick Project, and then down and down and down. I think about Andy Dick sometimes, just, I think more than most people do, because I've seen him in that little trailer doing his, like, weird, like, alt-right nine-hour live streams, and it's just, like, the lengths people will go to to not just, like, get a day job. Like, Andy Dick would rather, like, hang out on live stream making, like, $5 an hour and having, like, baked Alaska, like, sit next to him and riff about up trans people and shit than be a greeter at Walmart. Like, if you're a greeter at Walmart, you're doing something. You're making people's day better. You're greeting them as they come in. You're greeting them as they leave. Like, what are you doing, Andy Dick? What are you doing? Uh, I'm sure he's probably government scamming, too. I hope he's government scamming he's at least. supplementing his income with government scamming. Let's hope. Let's fucking hope so. Oh, good. Okay. But cocaine, a bunch of people wrote in about cocaine. Because, again, we asked people for their uh, predictions for the new year. We asked people for their uh, their New Year's resolutions. Most people just wrote in worried about you becoming addicted to cocaine. Wow, hell yeah. What, I'm worried I'll become too based? Me too, listener. Daniel Iyer 
wrote, hmm, why do I get the feeling that Sierra is hiding a cocaine addiction from Mysterios? And Dark Candle's 2023 prediction is that you join OnlyFans to support a cocaine habit. Oh, I would be the I would have the worst OnlyFans. Is that still is is there still an, is OnlyFans still around? I don't. I mean, I'm sure it is, but if I was gonna sell like foot pics or titty pics, I would just set up my own website and collect like crypto or Stripe or something. Because OnlyFans is a fucking ripoff. You mean that the fact that they take half your cash? Yeah, the fact that they take half your cash, and I know people are saying, "Oh yeah, but it's anonymous, and if I'm not gonna enter my payment information on your Stripe website, yeah, well, there's gonna be a crypto link. Either grow some testicles and get a cryptocurrency account, or just put your credit card in there like a normal person. I don't give a fuck. You've thought about this. No, I haven't. You have a little plan for this. I'm not. I just talk. I know a lot of people who have done the internet sex work. So I've spent a lot of time talking about this. And I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Here's if you had a bunch of initiative, here's how I'd do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, the internet's worried about you. The internet's worried that you have a cocaine problem. All right. Well, uh, the answer is not yet, kids. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Shay wrote in, uh, I don't care about New Year's resolutions or 2023 predictions. Can I call in and talk about when I stole a computer at age five? You could have just used this space. You could have just told us about the computer stealing in this comment. You didn't have to tease up. Well, I, okay, I guess you won. Yes. Call in and leave a voicemail about you stole a computer at age five. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't see that voicemail, but maybe maybe next time. Uh, John Johnson. Oh, this is a good one. John Johnson predicts that Elon Musk will publicly disclose that he does not allow his drivers to use self-driving features when driving him around in a Tesla. I, that's the most on-brand that's like a bullseye for Elon Musk. Someone I said I wouldn't talk about this year. But it's John Johnson's fault, not mine. Oh, yeah, I totally see that. I could 100% see that. But I don't think he has the balls. He's too big of a fucking pussy to like disclose that. If it comes out, it's either going to be him saying it by accident, like him getting recorded somewhere, or uh, one of his drivers is going to get fired and be like, I got fired for using Tesla's. I use or I use Tesla's auto driving and it crashed into a building. <laughs> I gotta know. I gotta find out. Okay, real good job, John Johnson. No Great Shakes' prediction for 2023 is that we will go through the Great Depression too. this time with phones in 2023. Sonic Speed predicts that One Piece will end and the sequel series will immediately be announced. Sequel series being called Two Piece. Two Piece is that it's about Luffy's kid or whatever becoming the king of the galaxy. (laughs) I just hope that when they finally find the One Piece, it forms, like, all of the treasure that is the One Piece forms an even bigger map to an even larger treasure. There has to always be something after it. <laughs> uh, Amelia predicts a new AIDS crisis, new edition of the 27 Club, some political figure will be anti-Semitic to Jesus. Oh, this is a good one. Rabbit Fish, because you predicted in 2023 that Pete Davidson's going to be me too Yeah. Rabbit Fish predicts that it's going to come out that Pete Davidson paid his 12-year-old cousin to pee on his face. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I could totally believe that. He seems like he has those dead eyes of someone that's into that type of shit. I have no doubt in my brain that he uses cocaine like a motherfucker, too. Because I could see that look that he's done some fucked up sex shit. Yeah, it, Rabbit Fish says that, quote, he looks like there's something pent up behind those eyes, like he's hiding 
something Dexter Morgan's brother-esque shit. Uh, maybe he's cutting up orphans and putting them into concrete blocks. I don't know what Dexter Morgan is, and I don't want to know, but I do see that when I look into those eyes. Yes, me too. I think if you lose Ariana Grande, then you need cocaine. Because it's like you're not going to do any better. Like, that's the girl from Sam and Cat. Cat, I think, or Sam. I don't remember which. Yeah, no, you had it right, Cat. It was Cat? Yeah. Okay, I watched that show. Don't wait a minute. Now I sound like a goddamn pet. Oh, no. Yeah, you want to step, step into the... Put the Nagatoro down. <laughs> put your hands where we can see you. I was just going to bring up how I like that show. Get on the ground. I forgot. I forgot it's got tweens in it. <laughs> I watched like 12 episodes. Wait, why am I saying this? All right, we're moving right on. Um. Oh, Hamwallet's prediction is that this year, Nathan Masri will be detained and arrested on video for something he incited, probably like the riot at Viacom or something. I think he either gets arrested or, or he becomes rich on his own this year. I think there's nothing in between for Nathan Masri. I predict that Nathan gets arrested. Oh, okay. What would Nathan get arrested for? Nathan's whole thing is Nathan doesn't think any rules apply to him. Right. But he's also a pussy, so I couldn't see him, like, attacking someone. I could see him, like, in public shooting his mouth off and then going to, like, grab merchandise out of somebody's hands and then they use that as an excuse to, like, dog walk him in the middle of a, <laughs> of a Prada store or something. I also imagine he'd get arrested at, like, a Balenciaga store or a Prada store. I can imagine him going in and like dumping buckets of blood or like spray painting the furs or I could see him thinking he could get some clout by like destroying major label merchandise. And then he goes away for 10 years because he destroyed like $200,000 worth of jackets. Nah, I don't think he's that, I don't think he's that uh, stupid. Okay. Or not that stupid, not that uh, creative. Okay. I should say. I don't think he would like plan and execute that because remember, he can't even like do, he can't do a restaurant correctly when like his income depends on it. You think he's going to be able to plan and execute a publicity stunt? No. He can't do it. No, no, that's a very good point. All right, listeners, tell us why you think Nathan Badger will be arrested in 2023. Uh, oh, uh, we got another voicemail here. Hey, Sirius. Hey, Sriracha. Uh, my 2023 prediction is that you guys will forget to follow up on this bit a year from now. <laughs> yeah. And no one gets the $5 Starbucks gift card. <laughs> also, um, Sirius, if you want to get the complete season of MASH, they sell it in that DVD box now that's like four DVD boxes wide. Yeah. Uh, they finally realized that no one wants to buy a DVD box set that's like the size of a Thanksgiving turkey. Aww. You hear it? It's, it's like, like three DVDs now. Anyway, All MASH. Well, it's on Blu-ray uh, now. It's about MASH because I watched a lot of it after school. Originally, the MASH DVD set came in like an old-fashioned barracks, like an army-style footlocker, like that would be like at the at the foot of Hawkeye's bed. And like you opened it up and it was like a treasure chest. And the one piece was 50 to 60 DVDs of MASH. Oh my God, that's crazy. See, I, I didn't even know they made those DVD sets anymore. Well, I mean, this was 15 years ago. I mean, remember... That is relevant. 15 years ago feels like yesterday to me. I know, fucker, but this guy is talking about buying the MASH DVD set now, like today. He when means the Blu-ray set. It's the same shit. It is absolutely not, because a Blu-ray fits like 10 DVDs worth of data on it. Okay. That's why you, look, if you if it's a Blu-ray set, you need significantly less discs. I did not know that they still sold disc sets. 
Yeah. Well, I thought that I, was just a niche product you could only find like on websites. No, they sell plenty of disc sets. The Adams Family, The Munsters, Happy Days, Cheers, Hawaii Five O, My Mother the Car, One Adam Twelve, all of today's hottest shows. Oh, we're just naming TV. Gunsmoke. Um, Community. No. The I, Office. No. Oh, well, I mean, maybe. Ah, uh, Parks and Recreation. The joke I'm making is that all the shows I just mentioned are from like the 1950s. Well, all the shows I'm mentioning suck. Well, all the shows I mentioned rule, but no, it's, yeah, they only sell DVDs to people like your dad or me. Like they sell DVD box sets to people, to like people who, who really want them. I see. You can't just go to Best Buy now and just pick up the new season of Parks and Rec. That's not happening anymore. Yeah, no, you can though, because uh, Amazon served me like a Better Call Saul, the DVD set. And I was like, what what the fuck? I don't want this. You don't want the commentary, the bonus features, the bloops? No. I got Netflix. No, I don't want it physically taking up space in my house. You know, I feel like some like Better Call Saul, that's the kind of thing where you buy it just to have it. Like, did it come in a cool like box? Did it come in like Gene Takovic's like Cinnabon case? Like was the package, you know, like you do that with video games where like the packaging is cool and you're kind of just buying the packaging. Yeah. And I think when we have a house one day, because listeners, we are going to devote one room in our house to being like a studio. I think when we have more room for like collectibles, maybe one day I'll become like a box set, like a person who cares about like the box art. But right now I just can't like living in an apartment. You can't think about things like that. You know who would disagree with you? You got that teddy bear murder game on our dress. You've had it there for a year. I know. Even that is my shame. Really? Like, I have one of them. I can't, like, I'm now imagine that, but with everything I get acoustically obsessed with. You haven't opened it for, like, a year. What? what okay, what's the name of it again? What's it's the name of that the thing? It's the Rampa, uh, the collector's edition, and I bought it. Uh, the reason why I haven't opened it is because I mostly did buy it for the box. Yeah. I like real- the tin that it came in. It's really pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Um. Okay, yeah, so you have that. What do fuck do i have here i have two dvds i have two dvds left in my life one of them is this parody of uh the avengers and the justice league called avengers of justice farce wars that is notable for starring steve ranazizi the guy who pretended his uh mom and dad died in 9 11 <laughs> and all of shrek and I shrek the ultimate collection nice but i want to Talk about Steve Ren is easy for a second. Cause you know that new congressman that like everyone that like lied about his whole life, George Santos? Oh yeah, that guy was crazy. I read a bunch of stuff. You know, he just like made up a charity. Wait, what? I, I did not tell me about this. I did not know about this. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was reading a New York Times article about it, but it was something like uh people dug into his background. It was like, yeah, I went to uh this uh, very prestigious college, and they were like, "No, there's actually no evidence, but there is evidence of him working as a Directv installer during the years he said he was at this college." <laughs> I know there is a warrant for his arrest in Brazil for some sort of checkbook theft or checkbook fraud. And like, look, he lied about bu- he lied about a bunch of stuff. He like his entire resume is fabricated, which I don't care about even a little bit. You're supposed to lie about stuff like that. Yeah, I don't care. I think it's funny. You're supposed to lie about your work history, and you're supposed to lie on your taxes. Like, like, like fair, like fair game. No ball, no foul, no uh, ball. But he tweeted that his mom died on nine eleven, <laughs> and his mom didn't die on nine eleven. 
I think his mom is still alive. Or he tweeted that his mom died like twice. Oh, right. He tweeted like, 9-11, it's so hard. My mom died in the towers. And then that Christmas, he was like, Christmas is so hard. Reminds me of my mom who died on Christmas. And it's like, can you just pick one lie and stick with it? Oh, so he got like caught and like people called him out on that? Yeah, because these tweets were from like 2021. Like these were not old tweets. Yeah, damn. I do... uh... Well, I can sympathize with the urge to just post all of the course. time. There's a, like, oh, that's bad. That's bad. Posted about lying about having somebody you know die in 9-11 is bad. <laughs> Almost as bad. I'm trying to think which is worse, lying about having cancer or lying about having someone you know die in 9-11. I, it's, I am trying to, in my mind, create like an Avengers or an improv troupe of people who have lied about their parents dying in 9-11. And so far, it's George Santos, Steve Ranazizi, a.k.a. the guy from The League. Who else? <laughs> Listeners, you know, so there's there got to be other people who have lied about their parents dying in 9-11. There has to be. That I can find. Okay, I'm going to Google that in the break. But you said about the, the posting thing. You have like, what's this opinion that you keep telling me about posting? Oh, I I think that personally, uh, one of my unpopular opinions that I have, my 10th dentist opinion is I don't think I should be responsible for everything that I post <laughs> because sometimes you just got to post. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if you delete it within 24 hours, it should be removed from your public record. Yeah. Yes, I th- I think so too. I think if someone deleted it, it's kind of like, well, they clearly knew what they said was wrong because they deleted it, right? Can we give this person a break? Sometimes you just got to post. Yeah, sometimes you just got to post. Like if you tweet something stupid and it happens to get picked up, if you delete that within 24 hours, I feel like nobody should care. It's weird because like people, like they shit post, they shit post, they shit post, and they get famous and then they continue to shit post, and like the media freaks out about it. Yeah, that's what happened with Elon Musk. I guess that's true. Yeah, you see what happens. So we just gotta. If everybody would just ignore him, maybe we would have had a better future. Who knows? We're too hard on shit posting. Like, you know, how about this? If you just add hashtag shit post, you can't be canceled for it. Yeah, we should have. Now that is a Twitter feature I would pay for. Like, you could signify on your tweets like perhaps they'd show up in a different hue or color and be like this user is just posting (laughs) (laughs) please don't take any of this seriously this user is high on drugs yeah instead of blue checkmark it's just a red x where it's like ignore what this this person is saying they had to post this okay this person is on a manic spree (laughs) they just this person has is snorting cocaine they just be posted don't worry about it Wait, did you say leave a message after the tone? That's different. Hey guys, uh, so I was just thinking about, uh, I was just thinking about, uh, sriracha sauce in general, not thinking about sriracha. Like, I was thinking about, uh, not something with taste with it. And I, <clears throat> I was curious. I had a phase where I used to call it Sri Racha because I thought that's how you're supposed to pronounce it, like Sri Lanka. Is that, am I, am I, was I, was I being cringe or am I kind of on to something? And second, serious, you, you need a sauce name. You need to match your, you need to match your wife. You both need a sauce name now. So you, I guess, come up with a sauce name together. I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you need a sauce name, serious. What's your sauce name? Uh, 
Hmm. Serious coconut amines. Is that a thing? <laughs> Wait, what? I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? Serious coconut amines, aminos. What is that thing that the, the vegans use instead of soy sauce? You could. They just eat amino acids. There's something called like amines or something, and vegans, healthy people like it. Oh fuck, I can't remember for the life of me what it is. All right, well, what about a stereos coconut curry? Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like curry. I like. I don't even know what it is. I just like. What is curry? What is curry? Uh, I. It's like. I don't know. It's such a vast. It's like saying, "What is a sandwich?" It's like really. It's like a whole genre of food. Yeah, depends oh, I, who you ask. Oh, I thought curry was like a thing where like you put powder in a thing and you mix it up with milk and it's curry. That's a type of curry. Like they make instant curry. What's a curry? Is a curry just like a a sauce with food suspended it's in it? Food based around a thick sauce. Okay. With meat or vegetables. What is the difference between a stew and a curry? Is it that the curry is thicker? It's that perhaps you could take a piece of pita bread and dip it in the curry and eat it. If you did that with a stew, you'd be a monster. If you did that with a stew, you would probably just get more of the soup because it's much, much, much more viscous. Is gravy curry? No. Okay. Because there are no uh, vegetables or meat in it. I got a lot to think about. All right. So, yeah, okay. Stereos coconut curry. I like that. What was the other thing this person said? He was talking about this, thinking about you or something? He pronounced it sriracha. Oh. So he wants to know if it's cringe or based. Well, what do we think? I mean, I think it's pretty. Look, I think anytime you're talking about sriracha, it's based. I think anytime you mispronounce a word intentionally, it is kind of based, especially if the other person gets mad at you. Then it's double based. Oh, like when you say lasagna instead like, of lasagna? Yeah, like lasagna. I had a friend that said pomegranate. Okay. In August time, uh, I convinced my mom that I thought the word sage was pronounced sage, like unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All of those things are pretty based. All right, caller, thank you for calling in. And, uh, this last voicemail is called Film School to Copywriter Pipeline. Hey, it's Theros and Sriracha. Um, this is English the Otter. Uh, oh, hey. I just recently graduated from film school, like, last summer, and I'm pretty quickly realizing, hey, no single person in the history of humanity has ever posted a job ad for screenwriting, and no. <laughs> kind of need a job. Um, I did manage to get a internship for copywriter in Europe, and just as someone who's been down the film school to copywriter pipeline, I wonder if Asterios had any advice or tips on getting into that industry and actually using my writing for something financially viable. Just remember, anytime someone hands you anything they've written, you say, oh, this is great. This is absolutely fantastic. I, I love it. It's warm from start to finish. This is great. And then go, oh, look, I had a thought about this. Blah, 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 blah. But in the end, I love it. I love it. I love it so much because uh, writers are the most sensitive people in the world. And I say this as a writer. Like, Rancho and I have been talking about something called revision rage a lot lately. Yes, revision rage is when somebody who knows less than you and is dumber than you, like an editor or something, tries to tell you how to do your job and you get really, really fucking mad because what half the time their comment makes no sense and the other half the time it's like there are very specific reasons that you now have to go and explain to this person why you can't do X or Y or Z and it, it really just does make my blood boil sometimes. Like, no. I'm smarter than you. Just go. Yeah, like Rancho has this really smart thing where if she gets dumb notes on her advertising, because we're both advertising copywriters, like uh, 
She gets dumb notes on her advertising. She closes the computer and takes a walk. Yeah, that's true. I uh, If I can feel myself getting like mad, if you're typing yes. so fast and that uh, you're, it's you can like hear it, and I that's what I listen for is how fast I'm typing because when I'm pissed, my fingers fuck. It's like that fucking meme of Kermit just smashing his head on the keyboard. Like, no, you can't respond to notes when you're pissed. You have to put notes in there, and then you have to take ten deep breaths, and then like respond to the Google Doc thing because being mad gets you fucking nowhere. Like being pissed off and responding to shit is how you get in trouble. Yes, it, it, you do not get in trouble for bad writing like you don't even get in trouble for like being late or like you get in trouble for being a problem yes being difficult to work with yeah um for me like with with rancho it's that she like hears herself typing really fast for me all of a sudden i feel like this like speedy kind of feeling in the back of my head and i start saying to myself like hit send hit send send it hit send like and that's when i know i am in revision rage. Um, Rancho also said, like, when you get a note from someone who is dumber than you, it gives you rage. When you're a writer, you think everyone's dumber than you. Uh-huh. Objectively, everyone is dumber than me. So, like, any note you get from any... And by the way, even if the note is completely correct, this has happened to me so many times. Someone's given me a note, I've been like, you fucking moron and i've almost like destroyed them in google doc or like in a in like a a a send all email chain i get up i take a break i come back i go oh actually that's a pretty good point yeah no half the time that is what happens to me yeah so okay that's our only advice for you so that's my make it a policy to not respond to emails slacks or you know what slack is yet it's like normie version for of discord don't just don't respond to messages when you're pissed off because i know if you are if you do get into copywriting then you're sensitive as fuck it's just it's the nature of the beast it's everybody that does copywriting is sensitive as fuck so try not to be sensitive as fuck there's this problem too where like for a minute, you think you're doing something awesome when you're like in a revi- when like you're rage commenting at work. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to show this person. Oh, fuck this person. Oh, they're going to be sorry they ever messed with me. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, I don't care about it's advertising. Oh, I God. don't care about this. Why did I do this? I'm so stupid. That's why it's so freaking important to not uh, respond to shit because it's like jerking off. You ever jerk off to something and then you're like at, looking at the video or whatever afterwards and you're just like oh man I, I wish I didn't do that <laughs> yes oh no oh god okay. where it's like you can't close the tabs fast enough yeah like you I need to get this out of my sight now it's like that feeling the same feeling of like oh man I let my like base into my animalistic hormone the only thing that's separating me from a monkey is my self-control and I let that slip and it's probably going to damage my professional career that sense of shame is what keeps me from uh doing that because oh boy do you feel righteous in yes. the moment when you are I can't even describe it listen I think righteous is the r- most correct word because mm-hmm. you feel you feel just like this divine power like you are going to fucking own this person and even if you do it's just not worth it it's not yeah yeah you feel like you're like meeting out justice on like an ancient battlefield like you feel like a crusading king and then you're and then it's just like oh you know what i'm probably gonna need a recommendation from someone on this chain (laughs) like in a year because the other thing with advertising is you're constantly losing your job because 
accounts come and accounts go like there's so like like you know you, you watch Mad Men and they're always like in danger of losing the agency and it's like no that's kind of <laughs> how it is like you lose one client and everybody like I remember a, a, a place I used to work for um like I was walking by a, a conference room one day and I saw like a, a, a they were doing a PowerPoint and it was called like Operation Artemis I was like, what the fuck is Operation Artemis? I'm like, that's, that's weird. It's like I go to Google Drive and I look up Operation Artemis. And this was before people knew how to like properly set permissions. And it was, we are about to lose our biggest client. And if we do, we have to fire half of us. <laughs> so Operation Artemis was like Operation Save the Business and or Figure out who we're going to fire. Like, who's on Santa's naughty list? Oh, that's so fucked up. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you're always going to need, uh, you're always going to need fucking a reference. But yeah. that, don't forget, I will always give you a reference as the CEO of Spite Incorporated and Senior Vice President of Spite Incorporated. Will you give people a reference? Of course, yeah. I will make up a company. If you just, we, you, you just got to call me or email me and we will get our story straight. As long as I have a story and I know where the calls are coming from, yeah, I'll be, be like, who is it? Yeah, crappy poopy pants Tom. Yeah, he goes to the moon all the time. <laughs> he lives there. Yeah, he's a fucking astronaut, of course. He's a fucking moon man, this guy. Yeah. I fucking love this guy. Right, last thing I'm going to say. So uh, Kevin from Thought Cops, like a, like a month or two ago, he sent me his resume. He's like, hey, can you take a look at it as a copywriter? You know, professional writing. I was like, yeah. My note to him was to just make up a bunch of lies. Yeah. I told him like, I said, like, you know, there's like eight different comedy organizations that have gone out of business. Like, uh, what was one of them called? Like, Jash? One, like, Funny or Die? Like, all these places from, like, the 2000s and 2010s are, like, no longer. They used to pay, like, the Nerdist's YouTube channel. I was like, just say you work for these people. What are they going to do? Call them? All these places are out of business. There's no one to call. Yeah, what are you going to do? Call uh, Ray William Johnson? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you go out there and you be a little George Santos and you call 848-863-5343 or you send a voicemail. You'll leave it at uh, the, the loudest podcast at gmail.com. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Are you, are you good with this? Are you good? I think so. I think we've helped a lot of people. We've helped a lot of kids and we've helped a lot of people plan for their future by lying on their <laughs> resume. Yeah, exactly. Lie early, lie often. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.